Hello and welcome to the very first All Around Access podcast. I'm Liv and I'm joined by co-host and tumbling sensation Dom Menser. Good morning Liv, very very happy to be here. A little bit different to what I'm used to but really really excited to get started. Yeah, so you're used to uh, powering down the tumble run, um, but you're going to be co-hosting this podcast with me today. What are you most looking forward to? Well, throughout this podcast series, we're going to be talking to a number of gymnasts that compete across the sport up and down the country, hopefully providing a really, really interesting insight into what it takes to get to the top and covering a lot of interesting topics along the way. It should be really, really good fun. Yeah, so to kick things off, um, we're going to be catching up with a couple of legends in the sport of gymnastics. They're household names and they've won plenty within this sport. Yes, I'm super, super excited to have these guys um, for the first episode of the podcast. The first one of them is a teammate of mine and a former World and European champion. And the second guest is a London 2012 Olympic bronze medalist. We're super, super pleased to have these guys. Please welcome Christoph Willerton and Dan Purvis. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hi guys. guys. Morning guys. So before we get on to what you're up to now and how you've been coping with this strange year, we want to take you back right to the beginning and get some insight into how you got into the sport and what it's eventually led to in your both great careers. So here we go. So Dan, first of all, why gymnastics? What in sort of what sort of enticed you into the sport and kept you in it for such a long time? Um, yeah, great question. Looking back on it, I think really I just wanted to get into a sport where I could use that energy. Um, started when I was seven years old. Um, my older brother, he was ten at the time. He used to play for Everton football team. Um, yeah. so he got started in the football route. So I was like, oh, I want to be just like my brother. Unfortunately, I couldn't kick a ball to save my life, so it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't sport for me. But because I was showing a lot of energy on the football field, um, a PE teacher recommended to my parents, "Why don't you get started in um, a local gymnastics club?" So that's where I started going to Southport Gymnastics Club, and and from there, being on the the high bar in the pitch, chucking myself around, I just thought, you know what, I love the sport, and yeah, because I loved it so much, I decided to to stick at it, and that's really where it all began. That's that's really interesting, especially that you uh, with football. Do you like to, do you like to do a bit of football skills still today, though, Dan? I reckon you can't. You are quite good with the football. Oh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> a little fly away. <laughs> They're okay, but yeah, <laughs> not many keep you up. So I'm doing these days. <laughs> what about yourself, Christoph? What kind of um, brought you into the sport when you were younger? It's kind of actually a very similar story to Dan. There, actually, to be fair. Um, kind of uh, played with football for a little while as well um said my first session i remember um i got kicked in the face i got a stud in the eye and got a black eye and i think that kind of uh okay. put me off uh, carrying football for then um so okay. yeah and same story so much energy i had too much energy i had an older sister so she obviously kind of already did uh, a bit of gymnastics so while i was kind of waiting they kind of just shoved me in the class as well and yeah kind of the same fell in love with it after that so and did you, you obviously sorry oh, Dom, go ahead oh, <laughs> i was going to say christoph um you obviously um ended up in tumbling um is that the first discipline you started in gymnastics so i, I mean i started uh, a bit younger than dan there so i was four years old i guess um and I, it was kind of recreational gymnastics um we didn't have artistic 
around, which probably is usually the natural uh, progression for most people to kind of go into. So I actually started with acrobatic gymnastics, which used to kind of be a lot more in line with tumbling. Um, so the club had acro and tumbling. Um, and so I did, I did acro to start with. And then as soon as I kind of, they let me do some of the tumbling alongside it, that was kind of me going, yeah, actually, that's the part I love doing. Um, and that's kind of where I got stuck into. And then played with other disciplines. I then tried trampolining and double mini trampoline, um, kind of always to find my passion, but tumbling was one I always ended back on. Yeah, bro. And similar sort of question posed to you, Dan, um, was it always artistic straight from the beginning? Because I know kind of, obviously you both started gymnastics very young. You kind of progress through a recreational system. You try loads of different things out and then you kind of find your niche. Did you find your niche straight away in, in artistic, Dan? Yeah, I think because um, I was very young when I started, I didn't know any other gymnastic disciplines until I got older. So it was all uh, recreational, then competitive, go to the competitions. And fortunately enough, I was then on the GB squad. So it kind of took that direction. But a lot of um, teammates of mine from the gymnastics club in Southport where I trained um, went into circus filet, went into trampoline and tumbling. So, yeah, I think it starts out as kind of that route or can do. And then, you know, depending on how you're developing or what you love more and um, you can kind of then go into a different gymnastic um, discipline so yeah for me it was kind of one direction but um i think it's a great start off for you to then go into it they all lend themselves don't lead to each other i think in gymnastics so brilliant good to yeah. hear and dan when was the first time you got selected for gb you obviously just talked about it briefly what was that like what was that feeling like and how old were you at that time um, I think I was 10. I think I was 10 years old. And um, yeah, I got selected for a trial after the, the NDPs, which is the, the national championships at the time. Um, and yeah, I remember training really hard for it. It was very much um, yeah, strength conditioning, one bit. So it was like how many chin-ups you can do, how many pump swings. And then there was the artistic side, more the skills, the choreography, which I really struggled with throughout my career. Um, kind of like ballet weight, things like that. So it was a whole mixture of things. So I remember, um, yeah, I was very nervous at the time. And yeah, I remember getting the, the letter came through. I don't think it was an email back in, a, back in the day. Um, I think it was a letter <laughs> that came through. I've been selected yeah. to uh, be on the GB squad. So yeah, it's a really proud day. I remember my mum and dad were uh, absolutely made up. So yeah, so when I still look back on and uh, think, wow, that's where it, where it kind of all began, really. Brilliant. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. And similar question to you, Christoph. Obviously, um, I think your first GB call-up was in 2005, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah and um, it was it the and... World Championships as well? Was that your first ever competition? Yeah. So actually, um, before that, I I was an NDP tumbler, which is kind of like the second tier competition structure. So I wasn't doing the the fig, the top level stuff yet. Um, and said so actually, just um, we had Mate, one of the acro tumbling heads he kind of went around and kind of invited me to the trial for the world age championships um so i was 12 uh when i when i was trialing then and had no experience of going to like a british championships or anything like that um and just kind of got caught a lucky break because maybe there wasn't kind of the the level that there is now back then um and so i actually got selected for the world championships and i don't think i really kind of understood how big that was at the time because i had no comprehension of what the level was like until kind of you really get there um so yeah I kind of was very lucky to get the experience quite early on in my career as in the fact that I hadn't 
worked my way up yet, but just kind of got the lucky break and kind of went into it from there. Brilliant, good to hear. That is, that is crazy, that kind of jump, because I used to do NDPs mm. like yourself as well. Yeah. And I've obviously gone for a bit more of a traditional route. You go to NDPs and the British champs, then, you know, maybe like a little international competition, then Worlds, and you just went from NDP straight to Worlds. Um, I'm pretty mm. sure now with the amount of people doing tumbling, that sort of jump is kind of unheard of. To, so to see that you kind mm. of did it and you, you know, you've obviously adapted and you know, gone on to achieve what you've achieved is really, really great for all the NDP tumblers out there. So it might not be such a big jump from obviously NDP to world, but it's definitely possible as you know, you've shown sure. and many yeah. other tumblers have shown. And guys, you obviously um, both train um, at the National Sports Centre. Did you ever train alongside each other? Did you ever see each other training in there? A couple of a couple of times, I I actually kind of remember the first time I met you, Dan. We were at a a gym gala. We were in um, Belgium. Um, I think it was maybe two thousand eleven, and I, I I was kind of it was my first time I'd been to one of these events, and I was like the only Brit there. And I remember seeing Dan there and being like, "Oh my god, I, I can't go over to talk to him." Um, <laughs> but then Dan straight away was like, "Was like, yeah, 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 come along." So, um, but yeah, we definitely yeah. we definitely did a couple of times at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Like, because um, I used to train there a lot in my senior career, and then when you guys were coming, it was uh, it's a totally different atmosphere as well. It was it was great for us, um, especially when there wasn't a training camp, because it can be quite hard. It was um, and normally me, Christian Thomas, Andre Popov, and then on sometimes you guys would all come in somewhere. So it was like, oh, cool, breath of fresh air, different things going on, and yeah, it was uh, it was amazing to see, and definitely learned a lot from seeing um, the way you guys tumbled and. The way you wear in the air so yeah it was always awesome oh nice so um let's just move on to some of kind of your career highlights um dan we'll start with you obviously um 10 time uh, major championship medalist um four time uh, british all-around champion what would you say is kind of your career highlight i'm going to take a guess that it might be around london but i'll uh, i'll let you answer yeah, yeah, certainly um, around, around London. That was, um, yeah, un unbelievable even, you know, still looking back on it to this day. But throughout my career, it always seems to be the um, the team team medals that have been my highlight. And I think it's just, you know, gymnastics is such a tough sport and everyone working together, having the same goal. When you've been on that podium, fortunately enough, if it's been for um, Scotland, if it's been for Great Britain, um, sorry, um, British gymnastics, it... It's just everything gone into that. It's always wonderful to share with your teammates. So certainly um, London 2012, absolutely a career high. Um, very unexpected at the time. It was just go out there, enjoy ourselves. And throughout the competition, it um, seemed closer and closer that we'll get into this medal. Yeah, all the build up and finishing on, on floor and hearing our, the crowds going wild. Many of friends being there was, was incredible doing it for you know, our, our country in, in O2 was, was absolutely wonderful. Um, but similar experience for, for Scotland in the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Um, first time Scotland had a, a team medal. And um, yeah, being a, a silver medal with that team was was fantastic. And yeah, then finishing at the Commonwealth Games Scotland in in Australia, where we got a, a team bronze as well. And, and being with a younger team, um, I was the, the granddad of the team at that time. So it was a, a different role, but it was a very special and then yeah being able to finish on that and and to walk away was uh yeah it was it was, it was really wonderful you always look so calm and collected on the floor um you obviously just 
talked through a load of career highlights there. You, you've won some incredible um, medals. How do you how do you deal with those nerves, uh, particularly in things like team finals when you you know you've got other people relying on you? It must just be, yeah, must just be really uh, really difficult to control your nerves in that situation. Yeah, it is, and it, it did take me a long time um, to get used to that, especially when I was a junior. Um, even the night before, not being able to sleep. Um, just, just trying to think happy thoughts, but <laughs> the training goes into that. I think the training is really important. Like my coach Jeff Brooks, um, he he was really, really good at that. He would always say to me, because he would, you know, he was quite tough for me in the gym, um, in the sense that you know I'll, I'd have to bang out some good routines there, preparation before it, but doing controlled competitions, trying to make that atmosphere as pressurized as possible in a way that when I get to the competition, it's not so daunting you know it's um yeah, yeah it's, it's just how I'll, I'll be in training so I used to think of it like that my coach Jeff said the same thing don't worry if you've messed up you've done all the training so I used to think of it like that and and also for myself to reflect on I used to kind of think like like an app Um, I'd watch gymnasts that um some legends like Koei Ichimura you know incredible gymnast and I'd watch him and he looked like he was you know having a walk in the park the day before an Olympic <laughs> final so I used to think to myself, he can't be that chill. He's got to be nervous, but he's not showing it. So try and, yeah, try and learn from the best and, and see how he's able to cope under this pressure. And I think the main thing of that is, is acting calm and then, yeah, presenting your routine as, as calmly as possible. But on the inside, obviously, absolutely shaking. But to try and feel that, I think, uh, yeah, it's a, a good, a good piece Oh, good. Yeah, some good advice for our uh, young gymnasts listening here then. And Christoph, obviously the same sort of question posed to you, medals, you know, at sort of every level, you know, world games, world championships, European championships, British championships. Um, so you've actually got so many to choose from, um, similar to Dan. So what would be, you know, the one you look back on, the competition you've looked back on and got a good result and the one you smile at the most, which one makes you the happiest to look back on? It's, I say it's always hard to kind of pin it down to one because there's so many different levels of why you enjoy different competitions. and like Dan was saying, kind of the team competitions, especially towards the end of my career or kind of as I'm now going on, those are the ones that I kind of feel even more special. Because I think when I first came a senior, um, the individual ones were the results that I was getting, which which obviously some of them I look back on as my best results. Um, but we kind of always just missed out on the team. To now kind of see the team level improve is kind of what's been kind of the best thing to be able to see like even you know someone like you Dom seeing you from when you were like um a younger tumbler with like all the promise in the world but then actually seeing you now come alongside and be like my be my teammate and us get like the team gold uh last year stuff stuff like that yeah. kind of uh makes it really special um Brilliant. but I think I think one of the other ones as well that has always instated is the the home championships um I remember being in Glasgow to watch the the 2014 Commonwealth Games and just the atmosphere in there was just amazing. Um, and kind of for me, we had the Home World Championships in 2011 in Birmingham. And that was kind of my first senior um, final competition and being in there just, you, you can't kind of compare it to any other competitions just because it's, uh, it's just a whole nother level of competition. And just uh, to see kind of the events that uh, British gymnastics put on have always been really, really successful. We get big crowds in, and then when you get the home cheer as well, it's just yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. 
and similar to sort of Dan, you know, you've seen that sort of development of the team, always known as like a really, really consistent, reliable, solid rock of the team. How does your mindset kind of differ between when you're competing individually or competing in a team event? Is it the same? Is there things that are slightly different? Do you put a bit more pressure on yourself to do better when you're um, going for the team in particular? I, I would say so, yeah. Um, I've, I've always been someone that works better under pressure. Um, and the team events have always been the ones that I felt like, okay, yeah, you've kind of got to do it for everyone because obviously if you mess up the individual competition or maybe you don't hit the performance, you go, okay, that's fine. I can, I can learn from that. If you do it f from a team point of view, it's, it's hard to kind of feel that like sometimes you may have let uh, the others down. Um, and I, I traditionally always end up going last in a lot of team finals. Um, yeah. and I remember the. 2017 world championships was probably the biggest pressure i've ever felt because i was going last and the, the two boys before had done their job like to perfection and it was kind of like right now i've got to kind of bring it home so uh yeah it definitely adds another element of pressure but that's something i've actually enjoyed the most out of it brilliant brilliant insight thank you christoph so um, it's great to hear um, about all your incredible moments between you. Um, yeah, I think we could talk for a long time um, about this, but we're going to break it up a little bit now um, and we're going to move on to a quick quiz. So we're going to test your knowledge. Oh dear. <laughs> right. Christoph, you're going to go up first. We've got three questions for you. So here's the first one. So you became a tumbling world champion in 2013, Great Britain's first in tumbling for men as well. What was your combined score at that competition to win the gold? 74.9. <laughs> no way. Very good. Very good. Correct. 74.9. The first tumble was 38.2 and the second tumble was 36.7. I remember... Um, I think I was I was in the I was definitely in the junior squad um, for that competition. I remember we managed to fly up just before to catch, obviously that final and the yeah. absolute scenes when like you know you landed the last tumble and then the score came up. That that was crazy. So yeah, well done, <laughs> seventy four nine. That's the correct answer. Right, Dan, your turn. <laughs> no pressure because you've got to get this right oh, no. to level up the scores already. <laughs> um, we're gonna go back to twenty fifteen. So cash your mind back. In that year, you were part of the team um, that won the historic silver um, at the World Championships. It was an incredible um, moment. Um, I remember being there. Um, it was just buzzing. But this might be an easy one for you to start with. But who were the gymnasts in the team with you? <laughs> I'm going to hope you get this one right. <laughs> They'll be mad at me if I don't get this right. Um, so we had <laughs> Christian Thomas, Lewis Smith, Max Whitlock, Bryn Bevan. And now Wilson. Correct. Um, Good. Yeah, that's correct. You managed to level the scores. Uh, so well done. Back to you, John. Yeah, so James Hall there with the reserve. Yeah, Ooh, that's great. Is that, that a bonus? James Hall. Is that a bonus <laughs> point? Yeah, yeah Christoph's looking for the bonus. Trying to steal that point now, yeah. That's not your question, Christoph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, fair enough. So back to you, Christoph. Along with you know that um, individual world gold medal, you also managed to capture a team bronze medal with your four teammates at the competition. Um, was was this the first um, team medal since two thousand and three? Was it? 
when when the yeah. when the guys won gold. So obviously, you know, ten years in the making, and you know, going back to you know you saying to see that sort of progression and developing development in the team is so good to see. But who were your other three teammates on that team? Could you name them for us, please? In two thousand and thirteen. Two thousand and thirteen. Dan Lanigan, Greg Townley, and Abdullah Izidian. Correct, correct. Well done. 2 1, Christoph. Back to you, Liv and Dan. Uh, right, Dan. <laughs> we can do this. You won um, four British All Round titles, like we said before, in your career. Um, in which did you win the, your first and who did you share the title with? So, of your four British All Round titles, when did you win the first and who did you share the title with? Okay, um, so yeah, this is a really special one. So this was 2010, and this was with Sam Hunter. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, what yeah, was that I like, Dan, getting your first ever British All-Around title? Yeah, it was really good. Something I always aim for um, throughout my career. I think it's such a such a pride and passion to try and be British champion. And um, yeah, I remember I come back from the World Championships in Rotterdam so with uh, competing with Sam Hunter in the All-Round final at that championships, and then. To come away and then compete at the British Championships and uh, stand on the podium for each other was uh, was really special, yeah. So it's good. I'm glad I got yeah. that one right. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, scores are level. Back to you, Dom. Brilliant. Speaking of British titles, Christoph, you're very, very good at winning those. I think you're on numbers. You're on seven now, aren't you? British titles. Yeah. Yeah. Seven <laughs> British titles. Yeah. Wow, so he even has to think back to remember them. So in 2019, I remember I was on the floor as well. It was a really, really close competition, but you did manage to come away with your seventh British title. But who did you beat to the titles? Who was in second position and who was in third position for that competition, the 2019 British Championships? So that was Jaden Paddock in second and then Elliot Brown in third. Correct, correct. Brilliant. Would you say that was, out of all of them that you've done, especially at senior level, would you say that was the tightest one, as in in terms of the competition, like it went right down to the wire? I think it was one of the ones that we went in kind of being like, yeah, I th strongest kind of field. I mean, you know, you put yourself in the mix there as well, Dom, like you kind of think anyone anyone could have performed and kind of taken it on the day. Um, I've kind of had close closer cool ones i think 2011 me and sean literally had a very very close battle um mm. but yeah that was probably the one where i think um we kind of thought yeah anyone can kind of take it on the day brilliant brilliant well done back to you liv right uh it's all on this question now dan uh this is to either draw or lose so no pressure again um so in the same year that you won the British title, the, the first British title, I should add. You also won an individual world medal. Can you remember which apparatus it came on and what was your score in that final? <laughs> so which apparatus and what was your score? Okay, so yeah, the apparatus was floor. Correct. <laughs> okay, so we've got one, right? Do I get two points for this? Do we get it right? <laughs> I don't know because Christoph's already got bonus points, so you're already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was my score? Okay. Can it be a round number instead of like a point? Something. Well, something. I, I can I can give you a hint that it definitely wasn't a round number <laughs> in the classic judging okay. style. It was very specific. <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> okay. Was it fifteen point two ish? 
close uh but not but not quite uh it was 15.366 so uh like i said very specific (laughs) i would that yeah that's a hard one to remember to be fair that was a tough one (laughs) i think um i think an artistic um i think in tumbling obviously you kind of get like the whole number on like sort of the decimal so it'll be like you know 74.9 i think where it gets really really specific and artistic it's like three like for this example 366 a very very yeah. difficult question then so you know you know no shame in, in not knowing that completely so yeah well done mate congratulations <laughs> yeah. Crystal. um right we're gonna move on um lucky for you dan i'm sure you're pleased about that and um, we're gonna move on and ask you yeah. some um quick fire questions um so we're gonna get to know you both a little bit better so we'll start with you Christoph. okay um we're just going to talk generally um obviously about the gym and the gym you train in so first question who is the hardest trainer in the gym um i I would say saskia saskia why is that one of the female tumblers in our club um just someone who's uh, she's always kind of came into the sport quite late um she always had to work extra hard to kind of get to top level and she kind of did exactly that and always kind of took worked that extra step to uh to do that so fab okay cool who uh what is your favorite skill to compete well my favorite skill is a, is a full twist and double pike a full twist and double pike full and pike um and if I have competed that, that usually means it's a backup. So I probably actually prefer competing a Miller, um, I guess, but Full and Pike's my favourite. So just to confirm, Full and Pike is a backwards full twist in a somersault, followed by two more Pike somersaults. No, just one. Just one. Just one. You can do some great skills. Okay, just a double. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, what's your okay. <laughs> What's your favourite competition to date? Uh, 2014 Europeans, closely followed by individual final, closely followed by 2016 team final day. Nice. Okay. Very specific. You know your mind there. Right. Changing completely out. What's your favorite snack? Training snack, probably banana. uh, That does the most, but, um, or grapes. Grapes is what I'd have if I wasn't specifically for training, but banana for training. The tough choice. Okay. Uh, your favorite music to listen to in the gym? Uh, I like quite a bit of kind of old school rock, um, but in the gym, it can be an eclectic mix of anything. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, but uh, for training, usually I put a bit more, uh, bit more up-tempo stuff, I guess. Nice. Interesting to know. Um, who would you say is the funniest gymnast in the gym? Ooh. You can say yourself. <laughs> oh no, no, it's definitely not me. You know that much. <laughs> um, no, I might even, I might even, I might even say that, uh, Paddy is the coach because um, I can't pick one of the gymnasts, but Paddy, Paddy definitely brings a lot of fun to the sessions. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, best dancer. Could this be? Oh, you? Dom. Oh, this is Dom actually, definitely. I mean, Dom could be one of the funniest, <laughs> but yeah, Dom is a dancer for sure. <laughs> Well, you know, potentially one of the funniest and the best dancers. Yeah. Getting a lot there, Dom. Well done. Thank you very uh, much. Okay, fav- <laughs> favorite um, country you've competed in and why? Colombia, 
uh, we had the World Games in 2013 there. Um, it was one of my, it was my first like world medal. Um, so it's kind of the uh, the Olympics for the non-Olympic sports. So it's the one that we get every four years. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was such, we actually got to see uh, the country a bit more. Um, the crowd were absolutely amazing. They were cheering everyone um, and kind of got to, again, see a lot of my idols there as well. Uh, okay, I'm gonna add a really quick question because we didn't touch on this earlier. Um, obviously, um, you went to Oxford University. I'm correct in saying that, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you um, how did you manage to balance your studies and your training at the same time? Because that's going to be a tough ask um, at that sort of level of education. Uh, yeah, it was it was difficult. It took, it took me um, a little while to kind of get used to when I jumped up to university level from from school. Um, but kind of, I remember I had big support from a lot of my uni friends to kind of make sure I was always caught up with work. And more than anything, after a while, it just became quite easy because I. I enjoyed going to training so much that once I trained, I felt quite refreshed. I came home, I was kind of good, uh, able to, ready to work. Um, so it was just kind of getting into patterns, getting into daily routines. Um, and just as I said, again, eventually the training just became so natural that it helped, helped my workload really. Brilliant. Yeah, I just thought that was a really good, um, just for some of the younger um, gymnasts that might be listening in, um, to know that it's possible to go all the way to that level and still balance and still be, um, you know, achieve everything that you have done. Okay, finally, um, my final question, who do you think um, within tumbling and the GB tumbling program is the biggest, one of the biggest prospects for the future? I'd say one of the most exciting ones we've got at the moment moving up soon is um, probably Will Cohen. Um, from Pinewood um, so he's he's about to hit the senior kind of circuit and um, he's probably one of the uh, the big ones to watch out for but even then to be fair at the junior level we've got um, we've got so many that we can name that are starting to come up through the ranks real yeah I was gonna say this it's always been so strong in the GB tumbling um, so it's going to be an exciting uh, another exciting few years by the sounds of it okay uh, right Dan coming over to you let's go we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask you same similar questions um so amongst your kind of gb uh, teammates um when you're in the gym who who would you say was the hardest trainer Oof, hardest trainer um everyone puts a good graft in to be fair um the hardest trainer for me well frank baines who trains with me in southport when we used to compete he uh he grafted at the training camp but he grafted like at home as well even if jeff was off frank would just be doing his routine that he had to um he was able to motivate himself um with, without a coach really so i would say frank is consistently yeah 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 no that's really really good okay um what was your favorite skill to compete my favorite skill probably was the thomas rollout because he used to stand up on on straight legs so at the time it was a uh, it was pretty cool. It felt quite cool. Now my knees are a bit sore from all the years of doing it on straight legs, but it was there obviously a bit of a crowd pleaser, so quite enjoyed so that. That damn was the somersault where you basically uh, did a double somersault and then you kind of went into a forward roll out of it. I'm just trying to explain to anyone that doesn't know what Tom yeah. Salto is. That's correct, isn't That's it? Yeah. yeah, you're not yeah, allowed to do so it anymore. No, uh, <laughs> so a very tricky skill then. <laughs> um yeah. okay um what is your which sorry was your favorite competition of your career we may have already touched on this but i'll ask you anyway yeah there's so many um 
Mm. Yeah, I'd have to say London. I think still to this day, looking back on it, I can still remember everything so clearly. Um, and mainly through, uh, obviously, the results and everything else was fantastic, but just to hype after it was uh, yeah. was, was crazy. You know, I think being in a, yeah, London O2 Arena, having the home crowd, and uh, also just having our friends and family and, and all our coaches there, it's it more special. So, yeah, um, certainly after uh, we come down off the podium, that, 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 so that point was just uh, unreal after that. Everything after that was, was, was awesome. So. Yeah, yeah it's so nice you can remember all, you can remember it all, especially what you're saying, twenty twelve, you realise that's eight years ago. It's quite a it's quite a long time ago now. But um but yeah, nice you've got all of those memories. Okay, favourite snack, can you top Christoph's banana or grapes? I will remember that. <laughs> I don't know if I can uh, say a Mars bar anymore. Um I think <laughs> I'll go Nutra Valley bars. They were good. They were good snacks. So like a like an OT bar, something give you a bit of energy. Yeah, like milk bar, yeah. I remember those of vanilla one. That was yeah. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> um, and in your GB squad, then the, the guys that you trained amongst, who was the funniest amongst those? To be fair, all of them cracked me up. Like they're all <laughs> such a funny group when we got together. Um crap me up the most though. Probably uh probably Dom. Um, yeah, he, he just he just felt breaking up. Yeah, similar. Yeah, and uh, Dom you say Dom Cunningham—that's who he's talking about. Dom Cunningham, guys, not me, not me. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Thank thank you. You. So, would you would you give Dom the would you give Dom the award for best dancer as well, or do you think someone could outdance Dom, other than yourself, obviously, Ooh. Dan? Uh, I certainly can't dance, but he's a best dancer. Uh, I probably would. He's got the same dance moves on, on the nightclub as he does in the, in the gym. So, yeah. So both Dom and Dom are winning uh, in the in the GB uh, teammates. <laughs> um, okay. Um, favourite country you competed in, Dan, and why? Favourite country? Uh, I'll probably say Japan. Um, for me, just like the culture for gymnastics there was just amazing like um i think it's it's just such a, a strong sport over there so you could tell when um i did 2011 world championships in tokyo uh the city was amazing but but the crowd was just just knew about gymnastics like even even to the scores and that it was, it was obviously um a, a very high level sport over there so it was amazing to be in a country that really appreciated the art of gymnastics and yeah that was a that was really cool that's probably my favorite country to compete in Oh, well, it looks like it'd be an exciting, fingers crossed, for uh, the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo then. So uh, hopefully the gymnasts will have a great time there. So final question. Um, just like we uh, asked Christoph, um, in the men's programme now, who do you think is kind of looking good? What are the sort of the younger gymnasts, any up-and-comers? Who do you think? Oof, well, fortunately, there's so many. There's so many uh, amazing talents coming through. Um, to be honest, it'd be hard to to pick one um it's just uh, it's just unreal like when you can look look back on it now like it um you know there's about five six seven that could potentially even go to the the, the olympics coming up um that have just come from the junior ranking so it would be hard to to say one i think um i think i'll say jamie lewis last time i was at little show though he really impressed me with some of the skills he was i mean they all impressed me but he certainly uh, on the pommel horse look 
looked incredible from what from what I saw the last time I was at Lidshaw, which was a long time ago. So yeah, again, there's so many. Um, yeah, Jamie Lewis uh, really did look phenomenal on, on that former horse when I saw him. So yeah, definitely. Oh, well, that's good. Exciting, like you say, if there's a if there's a whole host of them, then um, that's always a good thing. Like you say, the same in tumbling. So fab. So yeah. uh, before we move on, really quickly, um, Dom. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I think it's worth getting to know you a little better as well. You didn't know that I was going to come to you with these questions. Uh, I did <laughs> it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> so really quickly, I'm going to go um, the questions again. Um, I want nice and quick fire from you. Okay, you should be you should be good at this. So right, GB team, who's the hardest trainer in the gym in your opinion? Go. Oh, I'd go. Ah, oh, it's two. I'd go either Elliot Brown or Christoph, but Elliot does like a lot of SNC. Like I know he has a very rigorous program outside the gym, so I'll probably just go Elliot. Elliot, Elliot, right, Fab. Your favourite skill to compete, Dom? Oh, favourite skill to compete. Um, I'd probably go Miller as well, along with Christoph. I, I enjoy doing Miller in competition. Miller, explain what that is just for, our, just for our listeners in case they're not sure. Yeah, so a Miller is a double somersault, normally in a straight position with three twists in it. Fab, okay. Um, what would your favourite competition to date? Ooh. Um, Tokyo is definitely up there, um, just because obviously world champion with the boys was brilliant. But I'd say for me personally, I'd go 2017 junior world championships um, where I managed to get a bronze medal. I'd wanted an individual junior medal for so long and to finally get it on the last junior competition was great. Fab. Okay, mixing it up a bit here. Uh, your favourite mm. music to listen to in the gym? Ooh, favourite music to listen to in the gym. I love rap music. Um, UK rap music, US rap music. Um, I'm normally not allowed to play it in the gym because it goes a little <laughs> bit too hard. So I have to just keep it in the headphones. But yeah, I'd say US rap, UK rap music and a bit of Afrobeats music as well because I'm from Africa myself. That's where my parents are from. Um, so I like kind of taking nice. that culture into my music taste as well. Nice. Okay. Uh, favourite snack? Ooh, favourite snack. I'd say the, the healthy one, probably a banana before training. But when I'm just um, chilling out on the weekend, I love Maryland cookies. I, I can go through Maryland cookies all day. But the healthy one is the main one, banana, a banana before yeah, training. Yeah, that's very specific, but I do agree with you there. That's a good choice. Um, okay, best dancer in the GB team for you guys? Am I allowed to say myself? <laughs> I'm, you, I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I actually genuinely believe that you are being honest there. I'll let you. I'm going to go and say that you're also the funniest. So I'll give you that. You don't have to answer that one. You're the funniest. You're the best dancer. Anything else I can think of. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> we'll finish off then, Don. What about you? Um, we, we heard from Christoph from the prospect, future prospects in tumbling. Um, what do you think? Who, who's, who's kind of standing out for you that's going to stand out in the future? Um. I would say Will Cohen as well. I've trained with him a lot um, at Pinewood um, and he's, you know, really, really good. I know he's pushing some really, really big skills in there. So I'd say he'd be my pick um, for the guys. And then for the girls, I would say um, Nana Opong at um, Milton Keynes Gymnastics. She's had a really, really good junior career. Um, she's got a really, really strong coach pushing her, Mikey French as well. So I think she'll be really, really good for the sport um, in the women's game in the years to come. Correll, right? Okay, we'll have to make sure we see even get some of those guys on in the future. Some one of our podcasts. Be nice to Fingers talk to crossed. them. So, uh, right, brilliant. <laughs> I feel like I've got to know all three of you a lot better. Um, <laughs> so we're going to move on now. Um, we're going to talk um, a little bit how.
uh, what you have are preparing or your your life after competition essentially your life um what's happening now in your gymnastics so let's have a let's have a look at that So, Christoph, we'll start off with you. Obviously, you're still competing, you know, at the highest level. Definitely, you know, one of the greatest British, you know, tumblers of all time for me. But you've also taken a real, real passion for coaching. Um, talk us about how you kind of got into coaching and what kind of draws you to it today. Like, what kind of age did you start coaching as well? Um, so just kind of uh, when I came out of uni, um, I decided to kind of not go straight into kind of into industry. Um, so I decided to kind of give my, my training career kind of the final shot that I could. Um, so I've, I've always kind of done it a little bit. Whenever I've trained from the age of 13, 14, I've always kind of tried to help out uh, kind of teammates and stuff like that. Um, so it, it kind of felt quite a natural thing to do. Um, so just kind of fell into it a little bit um, and en enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would in a way. Um, I, th I think for me, it's uh, exciting to kind of be able to, the journey that I've had throughout, throughout gym, um is obviously what what has made me love the sport and kind of what i'm quite excited to be able to see other people go through that as well and try and see other people kind of work their way up to kind of uh hopefully hopefully kind of the top level as well so um i think that's kind of what uh what the main thing that kind of draws me to at the moment is to hopefully kind of as i said i love the sport so much to be able to kind of see other people be able to feel and share the same journey that i had Brilliant. And just one more question. Um, obviously, I've coached with you in the past as well. I do a little bit of coaching myself. And you, you know, you coach everything from, you know, the top skills, you know, the doubles, you know, obviously, you've got knowledge on triples, multiple twists. And you've also coached like sort of literally the very, very beginning, you know, teaching them how to keep tight in their straight jumps, cartwheels, forward rolls, round us, flicks, all of that stuff. What do you kind of get drawn to more? Do you get drawn to, you know, the typical higher skill stuff, obviously, you know, really, really testing your knowledge? Or do you like really, really nurturing, you know, young gymnasts um, from, you know, their early steps into the sport? Which do you kind of enjoy more? De definitely the, 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 the higher, the bigger stuff. Um, I, I, I tried learning it from the bottom just to kind of, um, so you kind of have the whole big picture. Uh, but for me, definitely the exciting thing is to be able to, see the bigger skills come in and kind of um kind of the most exciting thing for me is in the future being able to work with like senior athletes and kind of be on the competition floor with people kind of doing the big skills and the big competitions mainly as well brilliant good to hear tough and dan um what was it like for you when you finished obviously gymnastics you made the decision to retire you obviously were training you know hours and hours each week what was it like when you kind of suddenly didn't have that as part of your life what how did you kind of fill that that gap yeah it was um, a real big shock i think for me i kind of planned it beforehand so um the year of 2016 i started my own recreational gymnastics uh club so i retired then in 2018 so straight away i knew that i had something you know and, and i've loved having my recreational club and I thought, you know what, I can be more hands-on with that. Um, so I definitely had a drive and a goal, which was really important for me, like you say, doing all the hours in the gym and not competing anymore. At least I had something to, to put my passion into. Um, fortunately as well, British Gymnastics um, enrolled me on a course. It was uh, Athlete to Coach. So that was a UK-funded uh, course, and that was amazing seeing 
different coaches from um, different sports all come together and talk and, and try and learn what it is to, to understand athletes and how to be a better coach. So that went on for just over 12 months. So that was a, a really great course. And from that as well, I started working with British Gymnastics with the junior boys, um, junior development boys that have, some of them have been on the squad or just been on the, on the British squad. So that's been really good. I've been working with some great coaches and some great gymnasts. So yeah, it's all, it's all been go to be honest, but it's been amazing. It's been what I've wanted to do and I've learned so much. Um, and again, working at Southport, um, my gymnastics club where I trained and having my own little development boys that I've just started out and trying to coach them and develop their shapes and, you know, teach them what artistic gymnastics is going to be like and as well as having my own competitive class there in Southport. So yeah, it's, it's all go. So fortunately for me, I have something that I could put my passion into. Um, so I'm really lucky in that respect. And it goes all the way from recreational gymnastics to the high end of British gymnastics. So it's all, yeah, it's all, it, it all works together. But it's, it's very important, I think, to, to be flexible and to, to be able to coach, you know, a forward roll and legs together and see someone get pleasure out of that and then coach a, a really high level skill. And yeah, see, see the same, how it can all develop. Yeah, so you've got a lot going on there with the different, like you just said, all the different sides of the spectrum. So what are your kind of plans for the future in, in those different aspects? What would you kind of hope to achieve within your coaching career? Um, at the moment, I've had a lot of time to reflect, especially this year. Um, I had a lot of free time. Sadly, my recreational gym had to stop due to lockdown. And fortunately, it's, it's still going. It's been back up and running. So, um, yeah, definitely want to keep that going as, as well as I can. Um, keep my relationship with British Gymnastics is really important. Hopefully, uh, I can try and do more and more with British Gymnastics uh, coaching these uh, development boys coming through. Um, so we just have to see about that. And again, working in, in Southport, giving back to the club where I trained and, and it gave me so much. Um, it's something where I want to keep coaching the boys there as well. So yeah, um, I don't have one direction. I like to keep things um, as, as freely as I can, but hopefully in the future, yeah, then something might come up where I can just uh, either go one direction, full-time coaching with, with my rec or British Gymnastics or at Southport. So we'll just have to see, but certainly coaching uh, all these disciplines at the moment is, uh, is what I want to do. Yeah, so obviously you're going to stay heavily involved within the sport, which is fantastic. Um, where do you think the men's programme, so obviously um, come off, back off um, the success they had at the, the World Championships, um, what do you think can be achieved moving forward? To be honest, I think sky's the limit. And I think um, these young junior boys that we talked about before coming through, that have gone from juniors to seniors, the, the talents are immense. Uh, the boys at the moment, um, they did, did are so good. As, as we've seen, um, finished uh, second in Europe, uh, the last European Championship team just behind Russia. Um, yeah. You know, and they've they them the whole way. And, you know, Russia are number one in the world at the moment. So that was uh, amazing to see. Um, and going forward, I think with the development with coaches and the atmosphere in the gym now, you can see that um, everyone's working for the same goal, which is to make British gymnastics as, as, as good as we can be in the world. And keeping that momentum, I think, yeah, we could be pushing for um, Olympic gold medals, to be honest. Um, I know we have done already, like for Max Whitlock, but, which is amazing. Um, but as a team, I think it's, uh, it's just as possible going forward in the future. So, yeah, keeping that momentum going, keeping everyone happy and, uh, yeah, enjoying the sport and all having that one, one goal and, and one direction. Brill, Brill, sounds exciting. Yeah. Brilliant. And Christoph, just to, you know, go back to when you mentioned about your university education, could you tell us a bit more about your course? Because, you know, most sort of 
athletes that get into university, you know, typically a lot of people expect, oh, you do sports science or sports coaching or so on and so forth. But you're a little bit different in that respect. So could you tell us a bit more about your course and, you know, why you kind of picked it as well? Um, yeah, so so I did uh, biochemistry um, and kind of the main reason I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was older. Um, I remember at one point thinking I wanted to do medicine, um, but I knew I would have had to stop training to have done that. So I kind of opted out for that because um, I really wanted to kind of obviously keep pushing my athletic career. Um, but it was kind of my sister's advice. She just kind of said, pick, pick something that you actually are really passionate about. And at the time, I really liked biology. I really liked chemistry. Sounds stupid. It was almost a natural progression to try biochemistry. Um, but I, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of topics, topics that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, so it was just, it was just a course. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Um, so although I haven't, uh, actually kind of gone into a career path of it yet, there's kind of so many exciting avenues that, uh, I'm kind of looking at pursuing within it still. Um, brilliant. That's really, really good to see. And in regards to your coaching career, you know, similar to, you know, what Dan has been asked, where do you kind of see it going? You know, do you want to, you know, maybe start your own club one day or run the, you know, the men's and women's GB tumbling programs one day? Where do you kind of see, you know, yourself going with your coaching career? I I think the main thing is just is to do something that I kind of enjoy. It was one dream one day to kind of be able to go out on the floor and be able to still go to these big international competitions, still go to the world championships and stuff like that. So kind of from that point of view, I'd love to kind of still be able to be on the floor, kind of at these big competitions, see the sport progressing and kind of things like that. Um, I think I always want to be a personal coach. I quite enjoy being a personal coach more than maybe like a head head coach um, of a program. Um, there are certain things I'd love to kind of see try and kind of help sport move forward in different directions. Um, but actually for me, kind of being able to be a personal coach to kind of a senior jam gymnast on the floor, kind of like what I'm doing now, that's kind of uh, the goal that I'd like to keep doing. Brilliant. Good to hear, Christoph. Thank you for that. Okay, final question then, guys, before we let you go. Um, and this is a bit of a, a a different one. How good do you think you would be at each other's routines? So, uh, Dan, we'll come back to you. How good do you think you would be at uh, Christoph's tumbling routine? Well, his passes. <laughs> Ooh, I just don't know. I, to be honest, it just looks so scary. Like what you guys can do is in the air is unbelievable. Like you've seen those moves before. Uh, triple somersault, triple somersault, triple twist, all those sorts of things. Oh. And the way you have you ever tried a triple on a trampoline? <laughs> After on a trampoline, <laughs> but the way you guys get from one end of the track, whip, 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 somersault, whip, whip, whip. I was like, oh my days, I don't know if my <laughs> if my back could handle that. But I think, yeah, I think I could do maybe whip all the way to the end with a double somersault. I think, yeah, that could be possible, yeah. but not too no bad. And what about you, Christoph? from a men's artistic point of view, how do you think you get on? So, I mean, um, I, I, I could probably put towards a floor routine, I guess. I've, I've actually never tried a double back somersault on, on a floor anywhere on a artistic floor search. Um, I think if I, if I actually could do one, probably vault, I'd be okay. N not, not, you know, never competitive, but I mean, looking at kind of rings, I've got no arm strength. Um, <laughs> and, Although my awareness is all right on the track, I, I end up falling over my own feet half the time as soon as I get off the tumble track. So 
I can't imagine my skills are going to transfer to uh, anything else. I'd, I'd love to try high bar, but I've never even done a giant. Um, so nah, neither, um, neither. <laughs> on the horse and three bars would be impossible. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily, but uh, yeah, it sounds like you chose the right uh, disciplines then. <laughs> you ended up in the right place. Um, Brill, um, well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. It's been, uh, it's been really, yeah, it's been really great um, getting to know you guys. Um, I know Dom's going to sign us off a little bit here. Yeah, guys, thank you so, so much for, you know, coming onto the podcast. It's been brilliant to, you know, um, listen to both of your stories and I think it's really really good to you know for the gymnasts out there you know who are approaching you know um, the higher ages in their career and things like that to know there's a future after it and you know you two are both a prime example that you guys can both um, thrive you know even after a long and successful career in gymnastics so thank you for sharing all the gems um, and good luck for everything in the future and maybe we'll have you on again at some point to catch up yeah. thanks Tom thanks Olivia Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Brilliant, guys. Take care. That's been the All Round Podcast by British Gymnastics. See you guys in the new year. Have a great Christmas. Take care. So that's it for our first ever All Around Access podcast. How did you find it, Dom? I found it really, really interesting. So, super enjoyable to, you know, co-host with you, Liv. And um, really, really great to get some insight from both Christoph and Dan and some really good gems into their career and their futures. Yeah, and we won't have to wait long until we do it again. Um, we'll be releasing another podcast in the new year. Yeah, so for the new podcast in the new year, we're gonna you know, switch it up from you know, the legends of the sport to you know, the stars of the future, you know, the people that are gonna hopefully drive the sport, getting some insight into their career so far and what they hope to achieve in the future as well. Really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and if you have any questions for myself or Dom, um, or if you'd like to send in any questions for our guests throughout the series, you can get in touch by emailing podcast at british-gymnastics.org. We look forward to seeing your questions. Please keep an eye out on British Gymnastics social media pages for the release of the new podcast. I've been Dom. I've been Liv. Have a great Christmas, everyone, and a good new year, and we'll see you again soon. Take care.